Do you want fantasy basketball sleepers? Well, as the great philosopher Axel Rose once said, wake up, it's time to die. Time to die? No, it's time to just talk about fantasy basketball sleepers. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So sleepers, is it a term that's garbage? Yeah, very obviously. But everyone and new people to fantasy basketball, welcome. Good to see you guys here. Those of us who have been playing fantasy basketball for years and pay attention all year round, there's nobody that we don't know. There's nobody that we're sleeping on. It doesn't exist. We know these players. But if you are just jumping into fantasy basketball, again, welcome. And this is what people are going to be searching. They're going to be searching fantasy basketball sleepers. So I'm here to tell you on ESPN and on Yahoo, guys that I think are undervalued by significant amounts. Significant amounts is what I'm talking about here. This is for category leagues. There will be one coming for points leagues later on this week. So I used a little bit of methodology, I guess, looking at my overall projected rankings. And looking at it from a minus one perspective, which is what I really do believe is a good way of sort of judging overall value in a head-to-head league um, with some certain weightings that I put onto categories as well to account for some week-to-week and game-to-game variants. I wanted to look to see where where players would have at least a 20-spot gap between where I perceive them and where either Yahoo drafters, in terms of ADP, Yahoo rankers, ESPN drafters, or ESPN rankers, where they put that player. So we're not talking about a guy that's five or six spots ahead. I want big gaps. And that's what we've got a lot of them. We're going to talk about them right now. So we'll do it. Start by looking at Yahoo and looking at some Yahoo guys who I think are just in a spot that's too low. I, yeah, I don't really know how else to say it. And I'm going to start with this guy... I don't really know how to judge him, and that's Ben Simmons. He's got an ADP of 127. That X that you see on the screen stands for X rank, which is Yahoo's expert ranking, which is what most times the draft room is sorted by when you go in. He's at 147 on that list. Now, at that point, the very last pick in your draft, you have zero cost in drafting Ben Simmons, a former top 30 player who is going to be starting in all likelihood for the Nets. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how good he's going to be. I don't know any of these things. But I do know that at an ADP of 127 and an X rank of 147, you can't lose. You just can't go wrong. Anywhere near those spots. At 95, at 100, it's it's almost very tough for you to go wrong. I guess I could say I thought a similar thing last season where I was looking at him more at the 70s, and it did go wrong. But it doesn't cost you your league. So if you're looking at 90, 100, 
it's really straightforward. Look, this is just just wrong, I think. Even if you waited to that ADP at 127, what the hell are you losing by getting him there? Now, if you're in a 30-team league, pick 127's not where you're taking him. There's too much risk involved. But if you're in a 10, a 12, 14-team league, I think that you know any of these spots are pretty strong. I'm going to go to a rookie who I think is just, again, I don't, wouldn't like, normally I wouldn't say a rookie's a sleeper, but Asar Thompson sits at 140 with his ADP, second last round, 132, round like 12, round 11, end of round 11, started round 12. It is looking more and more every day like Asar Thompson is going to start for the Detroit Pistons. He started in the preseason game today, put up good numbers. He's going to be a points, rebounds, maybe not points, let's say rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. With some negative percentages, he'll score okay. But if he's starting and playing 30 minutes a night from opening night, he's probably a top 110 guy, a top 100, top 75 upside. You're talking ADP 140, X rank 132. It's too low. It's just too low. Steve Adams. Well, actually, Josh, Steven Adams was 180th last season because he was terrible at free throws. If you play in a head-to-head league, you do not care. It just doesn't matter. Nobody is taking his starting center job away from him. Xavier Tillman's not, I don't believe. And Adams has got an X rank of 169. That's suggesting that in a 12-team league, you don't draft him, which I think is ridiculous. His ADP at 136, say you take him to sit him on your bench. Also, ridiculous. Now, for a team that's building themselves to be a nice little guard build team um, and actually sort of mid in free throws, but not strong enough, you can't take him because he just kills that category. But rebounds, field goal percentage, very good. Not a bad steals guy. Improved his blocks last season. Actually, some above average assists for the position as a center. The thing that drags him down by traditional ranking metrics is the free throws. And again, in a head-to-head league, you just don't care on certain teams. So he shouldn't be that low. It misleads people. Onyekura Kongwu has an ADP of 105 and an X rank of 106. Now, this is getting more into the... um, the bulk, the body of your team. But I, I, I find it hard to look at a couple of things with a Kongwu. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was post-All-Star break under Quinn Snyder if he only plays 19 minutes a game. There was a lot happening in there. I think he was like 93 from the line and blocking like 1.9 shots in 19 minutes, which is impossible to continue, I think. But I also don't think he's playing 19 minutes. I don't think he's taking over from Clint Capella, but the chances of it happening are a lot higher and there's a chance that Capella's traded. I think a Kongwu at 105, 106, I've already told you at the start of this show that whatever numbers I'm putting up here for these first bunch of guys, I say, see that their value is going to be at least 20 spots higher. Zion, that's a tougher one to say because we don't know about his health. He's got an ADP of 59 and an X rank of 60. It is coming in. It started at around 70, I believe, his X rank. And if Zion starts going inside the top 50, I'm not sure that I'd willingly take that risk. But at 60, 59 ADP, remember ADP's average. Sometimes you'll go ahead of that. But many times you'll fall below that into round six. I'll take Zion there. If that doesn't work out and Zion plays 20 games again, you lose your sixth round pick. Okay, fine. Easy done. You can recover. If Zion plays 60 games, well, you're looking at a guy that fits the right structure of a team and is probably a top 30 player. Probably. But it is a risk. But the further you go down a draft, the less that risk is there. 
Zion round three, no, no chance. Not interested, not even ever touching it. In round six, maybe back in round five. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm into it. Dan Gafford. Yes, he's injured to start the season. Doesn't matter. ADP of 100, X rank of 102. He should beat that relatively comfortably. There is no other center on this team. He might get into foul trouble some nights. He might get injured. I think he played 77 games last season despite going to the locker room 74 times. That has This might continue to push back for us, which is good, considering he might miss the first three games of the season. But there's no one coming for his minutes. It's not Taj Gibson or Mike Mascala or Anthony Gill. None of those guys are coming for his minutes. So I really, really like Dan Gafford um, in that spot. I think he beats that number yeah, pretty comfortably, honestly. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. You shouldn't have to worry about buying tickets when you want to go to your next event. You shouldn't have to worry about, oh, what's this actually going to cost? Where am I going to sit? What's the view going to be like? Are there any deals on tickets? Like Game Time just handles it all. They've got their killer deals, their flash deals. They've got their um, all-in pricing. So the price that you see is the price that you pay. No processing fees, none of that stuff. It's all just, it's there. It's, it's right there. You see the price. And don't we love saying that? We don't want to go in there and have to guess at how much the price is in it going to be. You commit to buying and you go, hey, by the way, here's another extra $25. Yeah, come on, mate. That's handled with game time. Plus, they've also got their zone deals. You just pick a section to sit in and they pick the seat for you. And you know what that gives you? Well, a cheaper price. And we all love, again, a cheaper price. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's look at it. Oh, as I put the wrong screen up, I realized um, that's the one from last time. Let's bring this one across. There you go. That's the same one. Some other sleepers. There will be a lot of you watching this who will disagree. But I think Jordan pulls a massive sleeper. He's got an ADP of 49 and an X rank of 50. Jordan Poole last season played only 30 minutes. He scored 20 points a game. I find it hard to believe that A, he will only play 30 minutes, and B, he will only score 20 points. He should also get more usage. He should get, that means more free throw attempts. He should get more ball handling responsibilities. Yeah, he probably won't get many steals. But he's going to handle, he's going to get assists, he's going to get to the line and shoot a really strong percentage. He's going to score. He's going to hit threes. He's not a terrible rebounder. To me, Jordan Poole is a guy that you love getting in this area. Round four, I love getting Jordan Poole. I would take him round three. I think he's actually better than that by a significant margin. But people, they hate him. People hate Jordan Poole. This guy is trash. That's what people said. I've had people tell me that they will bench him so that Johnny Davis plays more. I don't know anyone's seen Johnny Davis play, but he's not as good as Jordan Poole. Maybe he gets there, but he's not as good as Jordan. And Jordan Poole's like 25. Is he? 24. He's young. They are going to play him a lot, and he is going to get a lot of shots. And yeah, his field goal percentage might be bad, but so is Trey Young's. So is Fred Van Vliet's. A lot of players have bad field goal percentage. That's really good. I actually think there's some value here in Nick Claxton, who's got an ADP of 54 and an X rank of 56. Claxton, I was under, and I said this incorrectly the other day, 
I was under the impression that post All-Star break, his minutes dropped. They did, but then they didn't. So in the first like three weeks after the Kyrie and KD trades, he went down and was playing 28 minutes, 29 minutes. And I go, what's going on? But then he started playing 33, 34. And there is some concern about a Simmons and Claxton fit. But Claxton's a good field goal guy. He's blocked shots. He's a good rebounder. He's got some sneaky ball skills. He's never going to be a shooter, but he's going to be pretty good. And Dayron Sharp's not taking minutes off him. The concern there is the Simmons combination. But I think Claxton's probably a third round sort of a player. And I think you're getting good value of him at that 50. Like, especially if Walker Kessler goes in round three and Wemby goes in three and Jaron's in two. Claxton's a really nice little pick around that spot. And then we get into some guys who it depends on if you're looking at their rank or ADP as to how I think or how sleeperish they are. A lot of bigs. Mark Williams has an ADP of 102. His ranking, which started out the preseason at 330, has now come into 88. That is a wild change. I wonder what happened. His ADP is at 102. It will probably start to push towards that ADP. In most of the mock drafts that I do, which isn't going to be the ones that you do or the real drafts that you do, he starts to go around the turn between round six, round seven, in that 70 to 79 sort of a range of picks. And at that spot, I think it's about right with upside. No one, like Nick Richards is not challenging him for the starting job in my my opinion. He did have a really low block rate when, it was, when he was a starter. I don't think that that's necessarily going to stick. It could. But when you can get Markey at 102, like 88 is okay. It does take a bit of value away. And part of the idea of sleepers is this is not, I must have this player. And that's what, none of this is that. Because if you start reaching up to get the guy, if you think, well, Claxton, man, Josh said he's a sleeper, so I've got to get him at 30, or I've got to get Poole at 25. No, you're wrong. That just that just takes all value away. If someone reaches up and gets Claxton at 28 or 32, and you were like, I was hoping to get him at 48, you go, damn it, I missed out on that value. But you shouldn't have been like, next time I've got to go earlier to get him. You don't have to do that. That's the same here with Williams. If you're getting him in the 90s, you love it. If you have to go to 72, it's not the worst, but it does eliminate value. Jakob Pertl, similarly. Well, I say similarly. Similarly for a number of reasons. His rank at 77, it's okay. His ADP at 84, it's probably a little bit low. But similarly also to Steven Adams, the reason he is this low is because of free throw percentage. And we know in a head-to-head league, there's going to be one to two teams, three teams, four teams, whatever, who've got bad free throw percentage. Well, in fact, there's going to be six teams that are below average in free throw percentage. That's how it works with 12 teams in a league. So those teams that are on the bottom end, lean in. Get your blocks, get your field goals, get rebounds. Very good passer. Showed that last season. He's probably a round six guy. Trey Jones. His X rank is 92. Thumbs up, Yahoo. I actually really think that's a solid spot. His ADP is 108. So you're talking about the end of round nine, the start of round 10. I think he's probably more of a round eight guy, even if right, he's in a situation where they give a little bit more ball handling to Jeremy Sohan. Getting a guy who's obviously a putrid three-point shooter, but he's a good assist player, good steals guy. He's solid enough. There's a solid enough role. He's going to start, I would guess. I don't think Devontae Graham's coming for his minutes. It's only if they start like Sohan at point guard. But I like him. Clay Thompson. Is he washed? I don't know. Didn't shoot well yesterday. But an ADP of 78, which is actually totally reasonable. It's where I look at his X rank at 95. And usually, 
ADP follows X rank. So I could expect that ADP to start pushing towards 95. And if you get Clay in the 90s, well, if he is washed, who cares? You move on. But you might get a guy scoring 20 points hitting four threes. And there's not many of those guys that hit four threes. In fact, there might literally be one other player who does it, and that's Steph. So there's a value proposition in getting him into the 90s, which may or may not happen. I don't know. But that's how it's looking at the moment. What I wanted to do next is take a look at, you know that I've got a alternate ranking system that I have de- debuted, and I am trying to trial out and see how it looks through the season called Durant. And what Durant does is it helps to reduce some of the impact of the way that traditional rankings work with Z scores, standard scores, Z scores, whatever you want to call them, how they overinflate numbers because stats aren't normally distributed. We apply a transformation, a power transformation onto the stats to bring those Z scores more in line so we can compare them across categories. And then we come out with a ranking, which is what Durant is. Again, this is the first time I'm putting this out there because traditional rankings, I think, have significant flaws. And I think this system might have fewer flaws, but I need to see how it looks throughout the season. Big preamble, I know. What we're going to look at here is if I base it off my Durant ranking metrics, which other guys pop up as names that you just you want to keep in the back of your mind. And there's a few couple of centers here. One is Rob Williams, who's got an ADP of 92 and an X rank of 82. I really don't know how he's going to be used in Portland. And I've only got him projected at like 23, 24 minutes. But Durant's system likes him quite a bit which is a surprise to me because it does bump a lot of the high blocks guys down quite significantly. But Rob gets a boost. So when you're sitting around that 92 zone, maybe there is a little bit of value there in Rob. And the same with Nurk. Yusuf Nurkic, ADP 112, X-Rank 99. Durant's really liking him a little bit more. So if you wanted to get him in the 90s, maybe consider it. Devin Vassell, who... Always seems to go in the 70s. He's got an ADP of 71, X rank of 64. I looked at Durant today. It's got him at 40. Again, I don't know how realistic that is, but we have got it so... Even me, who created this system, it's still burnt in my head. I go, oh, Vassell's probably more of a rank 70 guy. And I go, why? Why is he a rank 70 guy? Because um, metrics with a bunch of flaws in it have told us he's a 70s guy? Is that why? Maybe, maybe he's not. Maybe he is actually one of the best 50 players in fantasy. I'm not... From millionaires suggesting you take Devin Vassell in the top 50, do not do it. But it might be actually end up being value at ADP 71. Kuzma at 84 with an X rank of 86. You'll tell me that his percentages are pretty rough. And I'll tell you in a head-to-head league, the weekly variance, especially in free throw percentage, and the fact that he's got low steals and blocks, again, with that weekly variance and, and the way that they're distributed, means that his value in getting points and rebounds, hitting threes, and getting probably above average assists for his position actually... Hold him in pretty good stead. I like getting Kuzma in drafts. I love him in a points league, but I also do think there is good value in him in a category league with that number. The Shark Bruce Brown has an ADP of 118 with an X rank of 123. It really does like him. The Durant system pushes him into the top 100. He's going to start. I think he's going to play good minutes. And the other one I was surprised at was Jeremy Grant, who comes in with an ADP of 76 and an X rank of 71. Did not expect that, but he's like pushing close to 50 in the Durant system. Again, he's probably not punished as much for his lower defensive stats because of the way that the transformation works and just a little bit more reliability in some of those higher volume counting stats. And then another bunch of guys with the the benefit of Durant. Um, We're looking at Brad Beal's got an ADP of 60 and an X rank of 59. Durant has him like top 40. 
Yeah, there are issues, obviously, with how the ball gets distributed in Phoenix, but I think he might be getting slept on a little bit too much. Wendell Carter at 101 with an X rank of 103. Durant's got him in the 80s, and he's absolutely locked in as their center, I think. I don't think anyone's coming for that role. He doesn't block many shots. That's part of the downfall, but he's I think he's still got more in than what we've seen. Zach Collins got an ADP of 116 and an X rank of 104. I took Zach Collins in around 10 or 11 of a mock draft the other day. And just to throw this out there, I'm not gonna, I don't know who commented it, but someone said, man, Zach Collins, why would you draft him? Because he's the starting center of the San Antonio Spurs. And he was a top 40 player post-All-Star break. He had a better fantasy ranking than Nikola Vucevic post-All-Star break. Does that mean that it's going to happen this season? Of course it doesn't. And what he did at the end of last season where a lot of guys were in and out, and he wasn't playing next to Wembenyama, really isn't going to stick. But good field goals, good free throws, can block, can hit threes, can rebound, can pass, can score a little bit. It's, at ADP 116, it's theft, I think. Aaron Gordon, 117, X-Rank 121. Bad free throws hold him back, but he's also got a little bit of extra boost in the Durant system, pushing him to closer to a top 100 guy. And the same goes for Wiggins, who's got an ADP of 90 and an X rank of 91. And part of the reason Wiggins gets pushed down, and I've been guilty of this in the past, is looking at, man, his free throw percentage is so bad. It's not. And I did so much work on looking at this about the actual impact of free throw percentage and how Z scores absolutely... How do I say this? Z scores overvalue the positive, but more importantly completely blow out of proportion the negative impact that free throw percentage has. Completely. So these sort of guys like Gordon and Wiggins, they're probably more in line with that 70, 80 spot. And the last one to talk about here is Keegan Murray. He's got an ADP of 102. Fine. But his X rank is 133. I don't know if Keegan's going to... And I, the Kings game is going on as I'm doing this, the preseason game, so I'm not sure what's happened. But X rank at 133 is pretty silly. Now, Keegan didn't put up good fantasy numbers last season. But we expect quite a bit to improve. Even if it only improves small amounts, I think a lot is going to work um, in his favor. Today's episode is brought to you by the Jace case. I don't want you to need a Jace case. What is a Jace case? Well, it's a case from Jace Medical with five life-saving antibiotics that you have at home in case. You go through, fill out an online form, you talk to their board certified physicians, you deal with licensed and regulated pharmacies through the delivery process, you've got people you can talk to through any part of this situation. But what it is, is so you and your family have these medications at home if you need them. If something happens, which natural disaster am I going to reference first? I'm going to go with a mudslide. What if it's a bushfire, an earthquake, a tornado, a pandemic, a flood? Anything can happen at any point reducing your ability to get medical care, and you might have a literal life or death situation. I want you to buy this and I want for it to sit in your cupboard and you never use it. But on the off chance that you do, you always want to have it there. Preparedness for you and your family is key. And you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And now it's time to talk ESPN. And I had four screens of Yahoo sleepers. Anyone want to guess how many ESPN ones I've got? I'll tell you, seven. There are some very, very weird 
things on ESPN and some situations where the ADP and the rank might be 70 spots different. Meaning that in some drafts, that guy might actually be a huge steal. Or in others, they might get picked at a, diff- you know, a spot that is five rounds separate. And I don't know if that's going to happen, so I've got to mention them all to you. There are names that I've already talked about. So if you are just tuning in for the ESPN section, just scroll back and you can hear me talk about some of these guys in more detail. In particular, Ben Simmons, who's got an ADP of 127 and a category rank of 155. Nick Claxton's got an... Now, I am so sorry, but Nick Claxton's got an ADP of 92 and a rank of 73. There is no way that pick fails you. There is absolutely zero chance that pick fails you. None. None whatsoever. Possibly the biggest sleeper on this entire list, although maybe there's another one later. That is unfathomable that Claxton can be getting getting drafted at pick 92. Unfathomable. The passport legend, Jalen Duran. ADP 134, rank of 106. I think the rank of 106 is not far away. I'm a, I'd am love to know what happened to him with his ankle to see how serious it is today. I think he'll be okay. But 134, ESPN standard leagues are 130 players deep. So he's not getting drafted? What? Starting center. The ESPN drafters believe James Wiseman is the future? He's not. Duran is. And Duran's the starter. And Duran hopefully won't be playing any minutes with Bagley or Wiseman. And he, he played. Look, people go, well, Josh, yeah, he's not going to get enough minutes. He actually played 29 minutes a game as a starter last season. All I've got him projected for is one more minute. And then you just tie in a little bit more institutional knowledge or NBA knowledge. He's going to be better. That's crazy. Steve Adams, we spoke about already, 139 with a rank of 205. 205. 205. 205. Rob Williams is an ADP of 127 with a rank of 154. Well, that also just can't, it can't fail. Even if he's a 23-minute-a-night player, that's just not failing from a category league perspective. And then Asar Thompson ranked at 167. Yeah, you're probably going to want to fix that, ESPN. That's not going to stick. He's ADP at 133, so it means if you're getting Asar in the last round, well done. Absolutely amazing, and you just dominated your friends in that draft, I, I hope. Um... What's going on with these centers? Rudy Gobert has an ADP of 91. Now, I know that Rudy Gobert wasn't particularly strong last season. He wasn't that bad. He's ranked at 80. We have gone so far the opposite direction on Gobert. Now, last season, I was all right drafting Gobert in round end of round two, and that was completely wrong. His block rate just disappeared. I don't know how it's going to get worse, though, than like 1.4 blocks or whatever it was. How's it going to get worse than that? His rebound rate also dropped off, and maybe there's another impact there with Towns, but come on. ADP 91. We've got a lot of room to work on that. Mitch Robinson's going at 138 with a rank of 134. Now, Tom Thibodeau might not push him to 30 ever, but in 28 minutes, Mitch Robinson is 100% worthy of being drafted. It's not for everybody because of the free throws. We know this. But if you look at Kessler's going at 50 in some drafts, then why is Robinson going 90 spots later? Anthony Simons, this is going to have to change. ADP of 90, ranking of 87. Like I said, I've got a cutoff on most of these of at least 20 spots. He's beating this very easily, I think. And Jeremy Grant is at 106. Ooh, really? And a ranking of 94. Now, I know there is concern. What is Portland? Are they going to shut guys down? I will 100% continue to tell you, and every basic piece of advice that I give 
is based on the fact that you should end your head-to-head league on March the 24th. So I'm not worried about whether someone's playing in April because I do not care. You shouldn't care either. You shouldn't have your league running that long. If you do, don't worry. We will still do content all through the season. But when I'm trying to give information, I want everybody to be done by then. And it gives you, I 100% assure you, the best experience. Trey Murphy is injured. He is probably going to miss the beginning of the season. His ADP is 140, which is the placeholder number that ESPN uses for anyone who's outside the top 140. He's ranked at 201. Now, I know that he's out, but there's a legitimate chance he could have been a top 70 player this season. Grab him last round, put him in your injured reserve. Bob's your uncle. Done. Jakob Pertl I spoke about already, ADP of 90, ranking of 82. Just far, far too low. I actually mentioned this guy before, Walker Kessler. He's ADP 74. Now, I am. Ab- I talked to Alex Reclean on this show last week debating the merits of Kessler. He's like, I'd take him end of round two. And I go, I think you're insane. But it's also insane for him to be going at 74 with an eight, a ranking of 78. That's crazy. He's a 50s guy, 55 maybe. To be fair though, to be fair, has he has been using my Durant system? They're not. But Durant does have him pushed way down because there's large negatives in threes, assists, steals, free throw percentage. Big negatives in four categories is tough. But it probably shouldn't be that low as a general rule. Wendell Carter, I talked about him already, but an ADP of 115 with a rank of 109 is ridiculous. Clay Thompson's got an ADP of 90 with a rank of 98. Maybe he is washed again, but 20 points, four threes is really good. And I push back on Jaron Jackson a lot. When he came out as being ranked at like 13, I said, this is silly. Do not do this. Not pick him at 12 or 13. doesn't make any sense. But ESPN's got him at 38 ADP, a rank 42. Round four. Nah, 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 nah. I know that the blocks is an issue. I've told you about why it inflates. It doesn't inflate this much. It doesn't inflate them to this area. Chet Holmgren's got an ADP of 75 with a rank of 85. Come on. Now, I'm not that big on Chet going in round four as some others are. Is there enough shots in OKC? How do they utilize him? What do his minutes look like? Even though I think he's an absolute elite prospect as one of the best rim protectors I have ever seen coming into the NBA. Literally one of the best I've ever seen. So I wouldn't, but I wouldn't take him at 40, but Jesus Christ, 85? Yeah, thank you. And then Zion. Now, you see, I've got the little underlines on some of these if you're watching on video. So for Jar- Jaron with his ADP, of, his rank of 42, Chet's rank of 85, and Zion ranked at 67, that's where the value is. But Zion, for example, has an ADP of 34. That is a stay away. So it really depends. If he starts to fall to his rank, Zion Williamson, at 67, I love that. There is a tremendous amount of value in that. If you're picking him at ADP 34, good luck. That's probably not going to work. And the same goes for like even Jaron at 38. I don't mind that. Like that's, that's It's not within my 20-spot limit of where I ranked him, which I think I've got him at 21, I don't know, 21. Around that mark. And I've got Chet at around 67, I think. So it doesn't quite hit the ADP marker, but hits the rank marker of my 20-spot differential. Still ahead, but not by the 20 spots that I like to have up my sleeve. Is there more? Yeah, there is. Yusuf Nurkic is ranked at 136 with an ADP of 112. They went through and made adjustments to guys like Drew Holiday and Rob Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. Didn't obviously do much to change Nurkic, though. Yeah, love that. Getting him outside of their standard league drafts. 
Dan Gafford's got an ADP of... This is where we go to the ADPs now. Dan Gafford, ranked at 76, is reasonable. Some might even say a little bit too high, and that is totally fine. But there's a 42-spot difference here between his ADP and his rank. ADP at 118. Yeah, love that. That is amazing value. Mark Williams, appropriately ranked at 79. Some might argue 10 spots too high. Okay. But his ADP is 124. You can't argue with that. That's amazing. And this next one, I, I, I can't even rationalize it. And I know you guys on the video can see it. But those of you on audio don't know that I'm about to tell you that Fred Van Vliet has an ADP of 70 on ESPN. He's got a rank of 27, which, bang on, love it. Totally good. An ADP of 70 is probably, oh, I was going to say something completely rude there, and I won't, but it makes no sense. Are we drafting based on alphabetical order? What the hell is going on? Draymond's got an ADP of 116. He might not play the opening night, but he might. He's ranking at 88. Again, I give it a thumbs up. Do I give an ADP of 116 a thumbs up? Nah, I give it a thumb up your ass. That's a terrible spot. It's way too low. Markel Fultz, ranked at 74, bang on. What are the drafters doing on ESPN where he's going at 131? Where they are doing the draft and they are saying, hmm, ranked 74, let's take 60 players ahead of him. 74 is basically bang on, no value. ADP at 131 is one of the dumbest things I've seen. Devin Vassell. It's it's a joke. What is this? Why has he got an ADP of 116? If you're ESPN draft room and people are drafting off ADP, you are going to smash these blokes. 116, Devin Vassell. Come on. He's on a rank of 64. Again, pretty good. Chris Paul, ADP of 101. I think we're drastically over uh, over um overreacting to a Chris Paul gigantic decline. Again, many people have told me that they believe people as in listeners, watchers, fantasy basketball, enjoyers, they think, oh, Chris Paul's only playing 25 a night. I don't think there's any chance of that. I think he's playing 30. 101 is silly for him. Rank at 70, good, love it. Miles Bridges, ship bloke, yes. Should he have an ADP of 133? No. Is there that many people on ESPN that are just not drafting him because of moral clauses in their fantasy basketball constitution? I highly doubt that. He's ranked at 100, which is probably too low anyway. But that ADP, man, far out. Cam Johnson's ranked at 62. Probably bang on. ADP of 113. Um, Bath salts? Paul George. Here we go. Paul George is ranked at 30. That's, that's probably actually... A little bit low. A little bit low. Why is Paul George's ADP at 53? If I got Paul George in round five of a draft, you talk about draft winners and winning your league at the draft. That's it. That's that's the one. What is 53? Marcus Smart's got an ADP of 105 with a rank of 84. Didn't play in the Grizzlies preseason game today, but that's okay. He's going to beat this really without too much hesitation. It doesn't need gigantic discussion. We talked about the big fella, Zach Collins. He's got an ADP of 139. What? Uh, Rank of 104. 104 actually probably bangs straight on. Love it. Miles Turner. Again, I blocks are overrated at times. But ADP of 74. No, thank you. What are we doing? That is so low. Rank at 59. That's probably too low as well. Bruce Brown. 
undraftable. 138 with a rank of 107. 107 is actually sort of bang on where I've got him. OG Ananobi goes at top 50 nearly every mock draft I do, but on ESPN, there are some drafters who don't know what's happening. And he has an ADP of 93. Now, I'm not on board with OG going in round four. To me, he's more mid to back end round five, probably right in line with that ranking of 57. But a an ADP of 93 is nonsense pretty clearly. Terry Rogier. I expect him to improve from last season. He's ranked at 63. That feels pretty good. His ADP at 108 is absolutely beyond discussion. And DeAndre Ayton, old mate Dominaton. Now, I get dropping him down the draft board just because of that alone. How do you have that lack of self-awareness that you come out and say that stuff publicly when we know you've dominated nothing? But him at 64, ADP, to me, he's a... A borderline top 40 player. He's ranked at 53. is probably a little bit too low, but I get that. 64 is silly. And then I've got six guys that according to my Durant metric, and Durant also really likes a lot of these other guys I've already talked about, but these are the other ones that stick out with Durant compared to ESPN. Porzingis has got an ADP of 51 on ESPN with a rank of 49. Um, yeah, look, I know there are concerns with maybe his usage, but he, I'm pretty sure he beats this, and Durant really likes him. Kuzma's got an 80, a rank of 86. Talked about him already in the Yahoo point of that, but yeah, uh, Durant likes him a lot. Wiggins the same, who's ranked at 110. Wow, we definitely go higher than that. Jim Harden has a rank of 19 on ESPN. Okay, sure. But his ADP's 40. Round four, Jim Harden, and then back it up with round five, Paul George. Thanks a lot that's probably all over. Now, they might end up playing on the same team, but bloody hell, I don't think they're that bad. Des Bain's got an ADP of 51. He's ranked at 20. He's ranked at 20. He's bordering on too high. His ADP of 51 is insane, clearly. And Kawhi, with an ADP of 38 and a ranking of 32. Could I get Kawhi and James Harden and Paul George in around three, four, and five? It appears so. Would I want to do that? I probably wouldn't want three guys from presumably the same team, but... People are just significantly overreacting to a narrative about missed games for the uh, the Clippers, and I don't know what the Harden stuff is, but there's a lot of value in those guys. A lot. You don't want them all, but you definitely want some of them. And that'll do it for me today. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.